0: dogs. I don't know. Like, I love them, and they're great. I wouldn't trade them for anything. But then they eat worms, and I'm just like, listen, we could improve upon a few things. (laughs) This could be better. This could be better. It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it could be better.
1: (laughs) My mom's new puppy has started eating his own shit. Or I don't know if it's his shit or if he eats mini shit, but he's starting eating do shit. Why do dogs do that? It's, like, it's only my mom's male dogs okay. for, like, the past three or four dogs. They've all eaten shit. Axel, nook, definitely nook, and now Kuro. Like, it's none of the girl dogs eat shit. All the boy dogs do. I don't know why. Makes sense. Happy International Women's Month. <laughs>
0: Happy International Women's Month. We don't eat shit.
1: (laughs) Speaking of of men and fucking.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the transition you want to go with, Kate? That's the one? Could have picked any of them and that's the one you're going to go with? All right. (laughs) All right. We'll get into it. (laughs) Oh, no. We're doing it. You ready? You ready to talk about this book? <laughs> I
1: almost texted you the other day.
0: <laughs> oh, my was, God.
1: Yeah? What did, was what did my, you almost text me? I was, I was almost like, Alex, no. What happened? Yeah. No. I don't like it. No.
0: <laughs> I. Um, <laughs> so. Here's, hmm. (laughs) I mean, I hated, I hated so much about it. And like, listen, a lot of it's like written that way. So like, it's not because it's like, listen, I hated it because of what Rio's going through. Yeah. As well as just also, you know. I fucking I just, hate Strand Braxton, okay? I hate I, him. Yeah, he, um, no. I, yeah. Yep.
1: For sure. Um, not, he's the not worst. a fan. Yeah. Not he's a not, fan. No. Okay, you know, you know who I did love? And I thought who? this was super fucking cute is of Leventhal. I thought that was so fucking cute. And then we get oh to God, Rio, Christ. and I'm just like, I hate all of this. Escape, escape. Control
0: out. Yeah, and I know exactly why. I know exactly I why I hate all of that and love Halev. But, dear God. Oh God. Um.
1: Listen, ladies, you don't gotta. You don't gotta. Like you just don't
0: gotta. You don't gotta. But when you do, it doesn't actually fucking change anything about you. Yeah. There's no that's... there's no line drawn down your life into a before and an after. And also, like, most of the time, it's not that great. As yeah, you'll no. see. It's... And also, <laughs> if anybody says just before you fuck them, if you were in the family way, though, you wouldn't have to be here anymore. <laughs> that is a red fucking flag. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck like, out, though. Like, listen. Oh, yeah. Man. You could insist after that that they wear the condom. That's great. Take that power back, of course. But also, red fucking flag. They don't care in the way that they you don't, want them to. They don't. They don't
1: approve of what you're doing, mm-hmm. and they want you to be a certain way
0: that you clearly don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And fuck that. If you find yourself struggling to change every single thing about yourself to be with somebody, don't. Don't. Do not. Don't be with them.
1: No. And I don't know if this is how society is nowadays. It certainly was. I internalized a lot of it back when I was young. Like, it's not the be all end all to have a man, to have a partner. T- of any gender just like it's not it's you don't have to do things you don't want to do just because you think you need a partner and you need to do whatever it takes to keep that partner like fuck that yeah
0: yeah (laughs) i don't know what i'm saying anymore (laughs) no i know exactly what you're saying i followed all of that and (laughs) listen you are incredible wonderful and amazing on your own and having a partner doesn't change your worth at all and like this is an extenuating circumstance because this book will get into the nitty-gritty of exactly what their damage was but you are fantastic you don't (laughs) need a partner and if you want one that's great but definitely make sure that you are not sacrificing yourself for that other person
1: yeah if you have any reservations about anything don't do it.
0: Like, take care of yourself.
1: That, especially if the other person's like, oh, you need to be pregnant. Yes.
0: If you don't want to be pregnant and at any point somebody says you should be pregnant, there's a problem.
1: (laughs) Don't kill them. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Yes. So listen to Auntie Casey and Auntie Alex. Yeah. And just, if you meet a man like Strand Braxton, do not engage, do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars. Yes. Well, you can collect two hundred dollars, I guess,
0: but don't. Oh well, yeah, why not? If you if yeah. you already had a deal with Strand Braxton, you might as well get two hundred dollars out of the deal. <laughs> <sighs> also, any man that has all of the necessary tools to bribe a twenty four hour pass out of somebody and then a hotel room waiting set up for when you get there. Their intentions were not just to hang. Oh my God. Yeah, I, listen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ever since he showed up and he's like, ooh, look at all I clearly made a lot of preparations. And it's like, all right, cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. It is... Okay, <sighs> there's a whole reason I want to talk about that because I kind of love Rio in that, slash hate what happened, slash love Rio in that scenario. Mhm. But there's there's a lot to talk about there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: oh,
1: I like if real wants to fuck, that's fine, but I don't think she wanted to fuck. I think she just thought she was supposed to. I, I don't and I know I
0: kind of think she I kind of she took control of that situation was like, "Listen, we're going to fucking do like I feel like she was just like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. But also I shouldn't be doing fucking any of this. So fuck you. We're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to have sex and you're going to fucking shut up afterwards. But then also she regretted it, which is not good. But uh, like, I feel like a lot of that is shame based more than her not controlling the situation or her like not. Yeah. her like going against her will. I feel like this is the shame of society more than anything else.
1: No. Yeah. Sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like it. Um, yeah like the societal expectation that like oh you have to you have to have sex or you have to not have sex or you have to Mm -hmm. do a certain thing with your body to be sexual or not sexual or -hmm. else you are this thing or that thing that's bullshit fuck society that and like yeah when society tells you like Oh, losing your virginity is is this way or that way. Or, like, Ugh. oh, everything changes after you have sex. It's like, no, it
0: fucking doesn't. It doesn't. Here's the secret you. that nobody wants you to know it changes nothing. Yeah. Changes fucking <sighs> nothing. Your worth is the same. It's... Yeah. Yeah.
1: The only difference is you've now had sex. Hooray. Like, yeah.
0: it's anyway, probably bad. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I'm just... You should have gotten eggs the next morning. And if they didn't get you eggs the next morning, then they're fucking stupid. Red flag. (laughs) That's what I have to say about that.
1: You just said eggs and I was like, what kind of eggs are we talking about? Scrambled. Okay.
0: (laughs) For your hangover, I guess. (laughs) Just because scrambled eggs are delicious with cheese. Hangover eggs with salsa. If you don't get snacks afterwards, it wasn't fucking worth it. No. (sighs) I should never give advice to
1: anyone about fucking anything. (laughs) I think some of her advice is okay. I think other parts of it, maybe, who knows? Right, you're going to have to decide decide. for
0: yourself. (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ.
1: So sorry. I'm a beer and a half in. I'm trying.
0: I've had only water, huh. and this is just the advice that I give at any point in time. <laughs> so that's horrifying. Fucking You're welcome. Strand. Fucking <laughs> brassing. Dumb piece oh, of gosh, shit. Strand. I hate this guy.
1: Well, and he's so fucking, like... <laughs> like, didn't he spend the whole time previously just being like, Oh, yeah, I don't actually do anything. Like... They, they cuckolded him from the plane adventures
0: they like, did oh my god okay I have so much to say about that <laughs> but I want to read it I want to read it no I want to read it how I wrote it Reddit. that's why yeah I, yeah. That's, I was trying okay. to say read and wrote in the same I was trying to yeah, yeah, force yeah. that sentence together in a way it should not have gone because I feel yeah. like it, it's really amusing to me and I want to say it it <laughs> can i fire myself can you google if i can fire myself can i fire myself from my own free podcast that i don't get paid for please
1: fire myself from my podcast cannon (laughs) into the air
0: and do cool flips
1: (laughs) sweet flips holy god and then miss rainy we didn't get any fringy in this one i don't think we didn't
0: That being said, Uh, I'm hoping that they did seem to stack the chapters of Rainy like more frequently. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. that once we skip into when Frangie is, we also get to see like more Frangie that way too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my hope. Okay. Because I missed her. I miss Frangie. Why have you forsaken me, (laughs) Frangie? You had to leave me with this weird fucking Cisco. Oh, yeah. Cisco. Cisco. I don't know. I don't know why that is the way I chose to say that, but. It's, it's Italian. I feel like I was saying it more um, like uh, the Cisco kid. It's fine. It doesn't matter. What, what were you going to say? Like Cisco the rapper? No, like Cisco and Tanta. Wait, is that right? Hang on. Let me Google. What?
1: Help. Googling stuff with Casey and Alex. Casey is Googling lost stuff. and confused.
0: Like the Cisco Kid. This is right. Yeah, it's a TV series. The Cisco Kid. Cisco Kid. Is it Canadian? No, it's just really old. It's from the 50s. Oh.
1: Oh, it's it's a man in a hat. Yep. Wow. He's um. Ugh. all right. Okay. All right. He's got a big
0: hat. It is a large hat, yeah. He brings justice to the West. He does. Okay. Like the Lone Ranger. He rode a horse. Yeah.
1: He does have a horse. Oh, the horse has like a white face and blue eyes, it looks like.
0: Yeah. It is a pretty horse. Cool. He's got it like a, a white horse. kneecap. Yeah. He's a paint horse. We love a paint horse here. We do love a paint horse here. Who doesn't love a good paint horse? I love a paint horse. Fucking
1: love them. <laughs> and horse anonymous brought to you by horse girls.
0: <laughs> Don't make me read any more ad copy. It went so bad the first time.
1: <laughs> oh no. Oh boy. Um. Okay, Cisco Kid. We learned something.
0: Yeah. So that's what I thought of, and now I feel stupid for thinking of it, but I did think of it. Do you want to get into this book? But- i do i so do let's do it all right let's go visit rainy let's goddamn do it
1: yay rainy
0: my love rainy speaking of rainy was dressing up for her date in her blue dress with the white collar but none of it was feeling quite right she was flattening it out and trying different things with her hair but ultimately just changed back into her uniform and pinned her hair back when she walked out her mother sighed audibly I already love this. Yeah. Um, Rainy's like, hey, this is how he knows me. This is how he's seen me. It's fine. And and Rainy's mom is all disappointed in her. But her father jumps into the conversation. He's like, I, as a man, prefer that you don't show off your ankles anyways. The men. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like, the way he said it was so funny. He's like, it's I true. don't want you to show him the legs and the arms and the legs. He said yeah. legs twice and I died a little bit okay but
0: yes to be fair yes the way that he said it was very like cute dad like making a joke and like the whole like yes. i am part of the boys club but in a way that very much says like he is not part of the boys club okay it was very cute i just yeah. am on the war path yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> it is it is a women's month
0: it won't be by the time this podcast comes out but we are recording during well. women's month and i'm ready to rage yeah. We get to demand things now.
1: That's for a right. little bit, And then it goes back to the men. <laughs> yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> for one month the women get paid as much as the men, and then it's back to the seventy percent or whatever. It's
0: at eighty two percent now. So Oh see yep. we're moving on up. We're moving on getting up. there. It is down. It was, it was less than that at one point. We are now down to 82% from, I think, like 84 or 5%. But, you know, listen, it was as a treat. The women got treated pretty close to equal, but not quite. Oh. Listen, guys, almost everything in life can be comedic or it can be sad. And it's up to you to choose if you're going to laugh about it or not. So here we are laughing about it. <laughs> Thanks, Marco.
1: Thanks, Marco. <laughs> Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, shit. Back on track. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. So... (laughs) Her mom takes off to start fussing about, like, vacuuming the rug in the front room, and Rainey's like, now or never. She grabs her dad, pulls him aside, and is like, hey, man, you've been running numbers. And her dad's like, I swear, I used to work for a Jewish man, but then they sold the company or illegal company or whatever to somebody else. Like, literally, it was like, he was just upset that he was no longer working for a Jewish businessman. Did not give a shit about the numbers running. And then Rainey's like, what would mom think? And he's like, it's my wife. She knows I run numbers. What are you saying? Which was like wild, but amazing. Uh, this whole and conversation
1: then, was wild.
0: Yeah, the whole thing was like his concerns were not at all her concerns. And like, <laughs> I just. Oh, oh Rainey, I fucking, I fucking love you so much. Like, you took generalized anxiety and made it productive and i feel that in my soul and i love that you did that (laughs) so that's something but anyways, uh, the only thing that Rainy cares about is setting up this meeting with Vito and her father's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll set it up. Don't worry about it. And right about then, they're interrupted by the doorbell ringing because has showed up for their date. They're going cute. on a date. It's so cute. They're going to go to the Swan Club together, um, <laughs> which is adorable. Because it's, like, he got this very, like, high-end restaurant. Like, this is where the the ritziest of the ritziest people go. So, it was great. Um, Rainey's parents, though, interrogate them before they leave. They eventually get to head out. Did I say Crane Club? I said Stork Club, right? I didn't say Crane Club. I didn't fuck up my birds, right? I didn't fuck up my birds. I didn't fuck up my birds. (laughs) Screw this story. I didn't fuck up my. Oh, stork.
1: Yeah, it's a stork. Stork stork.
0: club. Did I say crane club? I feel like I said stork club. Who knows?
1: Listen, it's alliteration. It makes sense. It's like it's fine. I feel like I might have not
0: got it wrong though to begin with.
1: (laughs) I I, listen. I just told you that I can't remember shit. I don't remember. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't listen to myself talk, so this is going well. Anyways, whatever. It's fine. Uh, Rainy isn't even sure they're going to let her into the stork Club because she's in uniform, and it is, like, fancy. But it was no problem. They got there. They're like, oh, man, it's like a woman in uniform. Hell yeah, come on in. Uh, And they're shown to their table. It's a shitty one by the kitchen, and they're like, fantastic, because all the good ones are reserved for famous people, and now we get to watch the famous people. And there were so many of them there. There were so many. Fuck John yeah. Wayne saluted Rainey on the way past. John Wayne. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. That's wild. Um, I just, I, I loved this because
1: there was like Orson Welles and Frank Sinatra. And I was just like, oh, my God. I love the time period that this is in. Like Right.
0: It's set like such like a like fancy ritzy like, you know, everything's plush and like red tones and dim and Mm -hmm. like the big band is playing and they're all eating extravagant dishes. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Just crazy. (laughs) man. Yeah, so it's it's wild. Uh, And Rainey's like, I'm not going to dance, especially not in front of Frank Sinatra. But then, (laughs) I mean, for real, though, right? For real. Yeah. That would be so embarrassing. (laughs) So goddamn embarrassing. But uh, she has a few cocktails, and she's like, all right. And she goes and dances in front of Frank Sinatra and everything. And this is where it, like, gets a little weird, because she's like, I'm having... An amazing evening like it's this is a wonderful evening but I am not the same as these people like this is not the life that I am leading I am still like military soldier and it throws her but she still admits like this is still a great evening though so that happens and then after they stumble out of there kind of drunk laughing holding hands they get Looked at by, by this older Orthodox Jewish man who looks very dirty at them. Like, how dare you? And <laughs> Halif just like immediately starts chickening out. So Rainy like grabs his hand tighter and is like, we're holding hands. Screw that, dude. Love, that. <laughs> Love um, that. So fucking good. But as they're walking home, they note that there is a car following them. This black car slowly down the street. And Halev is like, Oh, let's get out of here. There's some creeps. And Rainy's like, No, this is actually probably just my ride. And sure enough, the car kind of pulls up next to them, and these two mobsters get out and they're like, Hey, are you the shoulderman kid? And she's like, Yup. And like it's this crazy moment of like she's talking to these two mobsters that are like clearly like strapped, like ready to go. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, this is my meeting that I set up. And Halev is just like, I wanted a good night kiss. Can I hold your hand? (laughs) And they're like, come to the mob boss with me. And Haliv is like, can we do this again sometime? (laughs) I loved it so much. He's so awkward and adorable. I fucking, I loved it. And
1: he's like, he's like sort of taken aback at first, but also he's like, yeah, okay, cool. You have stuff to do, clearly. Alright, I'll see you next time. Like, he wasn't like, oh my god, Rainy, you can't go with these dangerous yep. men. I'm gonna protect you. Like, he's just so like,
0: alright, see you later. <laughs> like, I they, loved it. They, even when, like, he was walking her home and Rainy's like, why are you walking me home? I saved your ass in that alleyway. And he's like, I know! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. I, I, Fucking loved
1: it. I love like, this so much.
0: <laughs> I love him so much.
1: This is like the most on board I've been about any of the love interests so far. I'm like, this guy's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. This guy's amazing. Um, I love this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay,
1: one one brief mention before before we move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking Rainy calls her dad Daddy. And it upset me so much.
0: Daddy! 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 Daddy, no! <laughs> Don't run the numbers, Daddy! No. daddy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Don't
1: run the numbers, Daddy! Daddy! <laughs> Why? Why? Michael Grant and a counter Applegate stop writing the word Daddy! Please stop! Never I feel again.
0: like listen they are amazing wonderful forward-thinking people that are absolutely in the right in most ways based on their social justice i don't think daddy has the same connotations to them as it does to the generation (laughs) just below them and that's the (laughs) nicest way i can say that oh
1: no They're so informed about so many things except for Daddy.
0: And I understand why we're keeping it from them. I get it. Listen, they're sweet. We can't break them. They're beautiful. No one tell them about Daddy. (laughs) Don't do it. Okay. That's all I wanted to point out. I love it. I love it so much. No one tell them. Please. You guys, this is a pact between all of us right now. Don't tell them. (laughs) Please. They're beautiful. Please don't tell them about daddy. Don't ruin them. Don't ruin them. They're nice people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Should we go visit Rio? We should. Okay, sweet. So a truck drops off the group of bruised and battered soldiers to Cole, who is like, are you fucking kidding me? The one thing that I said. And he literally looks at them in disgust and is like, take these motherfuckers to the stockade. And the guy who's driving the truck is like, no can do. The stockade and the jail are full and someone slipped me $5. So they're your fucking problem now. And Cole is like, (laughs) livid. rightfully so. He (laughs) told them not to do this. Yeah. So instead, Cole's like, get up, take a shower, get to sleep, because we got shit going down in a few hours. So they shower, they sleep for about 90 minutes, and then they're woken up to go to some sort of ceremony. And, like, if this wasn't written in the most accurate representation of a hangover, I don't know what is, because they're literally, (laughs) like, these are our narrators okay like you want to study an unreliable narrators here they are they're like why are we here who are these people on the stage i just need to stand up and not puke what is happening someone's getting promoted who's getting promoted why are they getting why am i here who are these people like this is literally how it goes right up until they're like oh they're replacing Gariman. And then they're like, oh, Lieutenant Mike Vanderpool, that's the gorgeous guy. And Janot, who's, like, trying not to vomit, is like, can I marry that guy? And everybody's just ignoring her because they're like, shut the fuck. Like, we are just trying not to puke. And then Jack actually falls down. Like, actually (laughs) eats shit.
1: And everyone just
0: ignores him. Oh,
1: my God. And, like, literally this is mid,
0: like, they, they're, like, literally, they're looking at all of these, like, people that are bruised and, like, trying not to vomit. Like, clearly, they're hungover. And they're, like, is there any yeah. business? And Cole is, like, yeah, I, I want to promote a guy to, to Corporal Stick. And then he doesn't even know Stick's name. He's, like, what the fuck? And he's, like, Strickland or whatever. And he's, like, I don't even fucking know your name. But I want to promote this guy.
1: And then he's, like, uh-huh. what happened to your face? And he's, like, I fell down the stairs. Yeah.
0: The most Bella Swan response ever. I fell down the stairs. Oh, There's no stairs in work. the desert. They, no, hang on. That's a stupid <laughs> the thing to say. There's definitely stairs <laughs> in a desert. I'm so sorry. Why did I say
1: that? <laughs> There's no stairs in the desert. <laughs> Why did a- I say that? I don't know. I don't even believe that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, shit. Whatever. Lieutenant's basically like, yo, there's a great cure for falling down the stairs. It's a five-mile run in the desert. And Rio's like, oh, fuck you. And that's how that chapter ends. (laughs) Yay! Yep. The lieutenant is so hot, apparently. So, like, movie star hot. Like, Geno is like, this guy love him this was why i came to the army was for this guy and everybody's like literally oh. like you we are going to puke you have to stop <laughs> oh yep oh no it. i
1: get it oh no who's gonna fuck the lieutenant yep who is gonna
0: <laughs> fuck the lieutenant i guess oh oh no <laughs> I guess. I guess that's the moral of this story. I guess. Yeah. Why would
1: they mention how hot he is if it doesn't pay off later?
0: I feel like because it's another hint that Jeannot is the one writing these stories. Because that's a detail that she would input because of who she is as a person. Oh, you're right. Oh my god. I'm building a case based on... I only facts i point out
1: (laughs) i was just making a goof goof but you are like oh you're
0: right
1: though
0: (laughs) listen don't act like i said something smart i literally just said there are no stairs in the desert two minutes ago (laughs) i'm an idiot (laughs) The desert. There's no naturally occurring stairs anywhere!
1: Okay, maybe. Humans invented stairs. What are we counting as a stairs? Stairs! Yes, but they... <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> this is gonna be a nightmare to edit. I'm so sorry. It's gonna be amazing to edit. Are you kidding me? I'm leaving <laughs> all of it in.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> why is it so funny? Cause it's so stupid. <laughs> I think I think it's oh, no. that we're finally becoming self aware of the stupid thing. Like it's not like why didn't he go high five the moon? It's that this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Jeff. You deserve so much better. You do.
1: Get better friends, Jeff.
0: Yeah, get better <sighs> friends, you fucking idiot. I'm so sorry, Jeff. I love you. I'm so sorry. Oh, Jeff. I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm no. so sorry. Oh, <laughs> Please no, get Waffle no, not House not me. with me. <laughs> Please still get Waffles with me, Jeff. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Have we cracked? I think we have cracked.
0: I think this, I think we have. I think we've. <laughs> I think we broke. I think this is
1: every few podcasts this happens like every you know five or six podcasts I feel like we just like go so out into space I mean it's great Mercury's in
0: retrograde oh I don't know if that's true I have
1: no idea what that means I'm a Taurus that's a
0: cool Pokemon (laughs)
1: Okay. Oh, Should we get no. to the next chapter? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Speaking of stairs, we're back with Rainy. <laughs> she was what? in this car. <laughs> There's stairs in this chapter. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Okay. There's, There's stairs into the car. There's <laughs> stairs into the to the club.
1: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs>
0: okay. We're there. Sorry. There's a club yeah. in this
1: one. There are stairs yeah. to it. Yeah.
0: There are stairs in the desert. It's all fine. So Rainey was in this car for quite a while. They like are speeding along, slowing down, doing confusing routes, and then like finally, a while later, the guy that was driving was like, All right, we're clear and they actually started to go to their destination. And Rainey was driven through this part of town that she recognized, but it's like not a nice part of town. It's like mostly seedy hotels and taverns and As they pull up to this bar, Rainy notices that, like, up and down the street, there's sailors and soldiers stumbling in and out of these taverns. So Rainy follows these mobsters up the stairs to a pool hall that has been here for quite a while. Like, it's disgusting. Like, the floors are black (laughs) with tar from cigarettes, and the wallpaper is... like. Have you ever touched wallpaper of, like, a smoker's, like, in a smoker's house? I don't think so. It sounds gross. It's like literally when you touch it, it feels like uh, really, really thick waxy seals over wax paper. But like then it's like sticky. It's it's disgusting. Ew. Like ew, it's so I, gross. I don't generally like
1: things that are sticky.
0: Yeah, and it's not like it's not super overly sticky. It's just if you touch it, you'd be like, oh, this is waxy. But then when you go to like pull your hand away, it's like you can feel it like stick on your hands.
1: That's the worst kind.
0: Yeah, it's oh. it's bad. It's not good. Mm. And it's mm. definitely Don't off like it. color. Like you can see like if uh-huh. if you looked around you'd be like this is weirdly dingy in a very specific way. Like it's Cute. Quite gross. Quite gross. So this is where she was led into, and there's, like, pool tables, Uh, there's, like, four of them in a couple rows, and then there's pinball machines, and then there's, like, these scantily clad women that are serving drinks to this song that's, like, a burlesque song, and it's just a really weird place, and Rainey's like, all right, I'm here now, I guess, (laughs) And the mobster leads her to this door beside the bar that he just does like one knock and then hears this monosyllabic reply and they enter the room and they go in there and there's this very large man with like this red nose that gives away his lifetime commitment to drinking. And he's like, I'm Don Vito. And he offers Rainey a drink and she's like, I'll have a club soda. And he's like, you're a killjoy. Why don't you just go ahead and add like a cherry and make it a Shirley Temple for the girl who you're like, what? 17, 18, and Rainey's, like, not response She's like, I'm not giving this guy any more information. Uh, so the conversation continues, and Rainey starts being, like, her normal, like, clever self, where she's, like, not necessarily being, like, obstinate, but she's definitely answering things in a roundabout way, and Don Vito gets pissed. He is like, who mm-hmm. does this girl think she is? And he starts talking in Italian to one of his guys and like Rainy totally played off when he introduced himself. He was like, Oh, here's my name with the Italian accent. And he's like, most people can't say it. So just call me Don Vito. So Rainy played it off. Like she couldn't listen in on any of this, but of course we know she's a translator. She can. And so he calls her a bitch to one of his dudes and Rainy doesn't react. And uh, then he just turns around and he goes, Oh, like, you know, sweetheart, blah, blah, blah. I just have to translate for this guy. His English isn't so good. And then Don Vito continues on. He basically knows exactly why she's there. He's like, Oh, I want to get my son to Italy. I got to avoid some trouble. He's stirred up in the area. And I know what the army wants in exchange. They want the beaches to land on. And Rainey does look surprised at that. And that pleases Don Vito. And then he starts to try to make this deal with Rainy. Like, if you get my son out, you promise I'll give you the information. And Rainy's like, no, no, no. This has to be done with somebody way higher up than me. I'm just here to get the information, like, to and from you. And then Don Vito gets, like, super fucking nasty. And he's like, if you don't personally guarantee to me that my son's going to be safe, then you and your father are going to be in big trouble. And you don't want your father to, you know, have to feel the consequences of your actions. And Rainey snaps back that this deal will only come from the colonel. And then she does that in Italian. And, like, (sighs) literally reveals, like, I understood all the shit you said to your guy in Italian, which was just some other disparaging shit about how, like, this guy's son is going to get into her pants within 24 hours. Like, just bullshit. Like, this guy's an asshole. But um, then the guy's like, oh, shit, you speak Italian? And then compliments her in earnest for her intelligence in like having pulled this ruse and says like, okay, you can go talk to your colonel kind of a thing. But like, you know, this has to happen. Like, I need my son out of here. So Rainey's like, all right. She kind of untangles herself from this chair and Don Vito comes around the desk and like grabs both of her hands in his and says like, you will do this for me very earnestly. And Rainey replies, if my commanding officer orders me to, Yes. And then she starts to leave and she's feeling weird. She's like stumbling down the stairs. It's like all the stress of this meeting has like finally hit her. So she stumbles down the street to this diner that has a payphone. She puts in a call to report back to the colonel, and before long an unmarked army car is there to pick her up. And that's the end of the wild mobster chapter here. This one. We go right into another one. But that's the Yay. end of this mobster chapter. Yeah, isn't that wild?
1: Jeez.
0: It was wild. Fucking wild. It's fucking wild. Fucking wild. Fucking... And, like, that whole chapter stressed me the fuck out.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Like, shit. The, the mob, though. The mob. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, like... this,
1: is, this is... This is... This is gonna test <laughs> her. She's so smart. She's so smart, but the
0: mob. Yeah. That was, like, the feeling of the whole chapter. She's so smart, but the mob.
1: Yeah. She...
0: Like, she's so smart, but she's... Like, you know, she could get it over her head. Yeah, and they they said that they're like all bets are off with the mob. Like Yeah. They don't play by rules. They're the mob. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm scared. Yeah, I don't like this one bit. I'm very frightened. So weird. So weird. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Shit. Oh,
1: no. How does she know how to do stuff when she do? Like, she could have concealed that she knew all the Italian. It's like, why why did she?
0: Oh, oh uh, the reason that she uh, revealed it at the end was because um, she knew that right after she left that he was going to have his mob connections run a search on her so they'd know she was a translator. So she basically was like, look, I can play. It was like a power move to be like, I can play you. And then when he's like, yeah. well, why didn't you reveal this? She was like, because fuck you, that's why. Because I wanted to. Yeah, she's basically like, you're about to find out anyway, so I might as well reveal to you myself and enjoy the shock on your face. Ha ha, dick. Ha ha, I have fooled you,
1: asshole. I have deceived a dangerous man. Yeah, I like that. Woohoo! powerful women fooling men yeah especially mobster men mobster men for everyone
0: <laughs> uh all right should we go into the next chapter because it's the extension of this one please I need okay it. I'm into it we're going into it let's give it so Rainey is given a couple days off and a packet of orders that she is like told not to open till she's airborne and unlike me she follows those orders that's insane don't... <laughs> if i if they handed me a packet they're like don't open this till you're in the air i'd be like yeah of course <sighs> the second i'm around the corner that packet is opened yeah. uh, yep whatever Rainy's all so she just pats the packet in her pocket yeah and she's like yeah. i won't open this till we're in the air And um, she gets into this C 47, a detail I included only for Dan and Tony. (laughs) You're welcome, Dan and Tony. This is for you. It was a C 47, which is a small plane that lands first on its front wheels before touching down on the small third wheel under the tail of the plane. You're welcome. (laughs) Yay. There you go. Military plane (laughs) podcast second it. it's the same i didn't write down this so this is gonna be wild but i'm pretty sure it's the same as a civilian c3 was what it said in the book could be misremembering <laughs> the detail because i did not write it down you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast about slandering our friends who we love and appreciate <laughs> so much
1: calling out our friends because we love them so much
0: yep oh no <laughs> <laughs> so anyways it's lightly raining on the airstrip and the plane is kicking up this fine mist and there's a lot of noise so that when rainy tries to thank the ground men that are helping her and lifting her bags into the plane there's really no way they can hear her so she climbs in and like somebody comes in and like harnesses her into one of the small seats and she notices that this other guy is already there and she describes him as this handsome yet flamboyant gentleman wearing like this very expensive black coat and a flamboyant silk tie. And he has dark hairs and dark eyes and thin lips. And he basically looks kind of like a playboy. And so he immediately gives Rainy this appraising look as she's like, he's like, Oh, I'm Cisco. And then as she introduces herself as Sergeant Schulterman, he kind of dismisses her. And then he goes, Oh, well, what do you want me to call you? And she goes, Sergeant Schulterman. And he goes, okay, Sarge. <laughs> Cause he's a dick. Um, but whatever. Dick. When they're all strapped in, he's he's a dick. When they're all strapped in, the loadmaster is like, "Hey, there's a chemical toilet in the back. This is gonna be a super uncomfortable trip. Everything's gonna kind of suck. We're gonna go stop in Canada <laughs> to refuel in Newfoundland, then we're going to his base in Azores. At nope. I looked up both of these how to say it earlier. I watched a video. Azores. Yes, Azores. Thank you. And I looked up. Lo- is it lies? I feel like it's Lodges. Uh, I, I looked this not. up earlier, and I've forgotten it. I had to look but up. Yeah.
1: Where- so there's like a chapter where they say it's the Azores. And I was like, I wonder where that is. And then in the next sentence, they literally told you where it was. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where <laughs> I'm at. If it makes you feel right. any better. Well, uh, it,
0: uh, la- I'm just going to keep saying it wrong. Lahe's Air Base la- is ha- a very la- Latin... Yeah. Latin. Latin. Um, <laughs> you need School of Rock references? I'm your person. You want to know how to pronounce something? Do not fucking ask me. Um, so this airbase is apparently like mission critical. Like I watched a short video clip on it and like this was a treaty that they had that they were basically like, hey, remember a hundred years ago we'd signed a treaty saying that we were cool with each other? That means we should have this this airbase in uh Azores. And they're like, Yay. Yeah, all right. And like literally it changed the course of the war because it was like one of the most important places to launch submarines to like fight U-boats and like land planes cool. for fuel purposes. Yeah. So Shit. a very cool mention to people that are in the know. But we're we're not there. We're on this trip to Newfoundland, which is get excited where my step grandma lives pew, pew. there you go guys one of them just an airbase that was mission critical the other one where my step grandma lives so what's more exciting <laughs> it's the, the airbase i know it is i'm sorry i didn't mean to imply otherwise so uh newfoundland relatively uneventful uh but Rainey reads her orders on the way over and then like stops and then rereads them And she's like hmm interesting these are the orders to go to the azores and take this guy to where he needs to go and then hand him over and get the map location take that back to a swedish man at the embassy and then nothing and she's like okay so if i read this again maybe i'll find out what happens to me afterwards because it sounds like they're kind of abandoning me in a place where i may get taken by the mob so she reads it again sure enough they're abandoning her in a place where she may get taken by the mob and she's like hmm interesting so she's kind of freaking the fuck out uh and you know it's going great and uh she's trying not to panic she's like this is this is terrible i hate this uh then cisco tries to get a drink off one of the canadian military men the guy just walks away and cisco's like i should punch him in the throat doesn't matter they're on their way again the second leg of this journey was going to be much longer because they're crossing the whole ass ocean and there's going to be some weather. They don't specify what kind of weather, they just say some weather. So, like, we may have to turn around if things don't go well and we're past the point, we can't do it if we're past the point of no return. And Cisco's like, what's the point of no return? And they're like, that's the point where we are equidistant between two places and have to keep going forward no matter what because otherwise we're fucked. And Cisco's like, interesting. So whatever, they go flying. <laughs> they they run into this weather and Rainey is like getting up to walk around. Cause remember she's having a panic attack from her orders, like for the whole trip that they're flying, and she has literally nothing else to think about. So she's like, I'll go to the bathroom. That didn't distract her. So she walks forward to the entryway of the cockpit, sees the pilot dead asleep, but the co-pilot's flying. I paused at this point and panicked, thinking this was gonna turn into a different story. Fine. <laughs> he was fine to be asleep. <laughs> um, and then there's this boom and this huge flash of lightning illuminates the cockpit and the crash is the loudest sound Rainey's ever heard. And it's this bolt of lightning and a second one flashes down right on top of them and the plane plummets like 500 feet and Rainey goes shit and like the co-pilot's like oh nice use of language lady and there the pilot is woken up at this point but seemingly not that concerned and he's like she's swearing this is pretty funny Uh, And (laughs) they're like i know right the things they care about so stupid um and they're like flying tensely but they're not overly concerned so rainy's like okay this is probably fine she goes back to her seat to grab a puke bag she basically doesn't have to use it but like an hour out one of the guys comes back and is like, hey, you guys want some sandwiches? And uh, Cisco, who's just like riding through this as if it's like a Saturday afternoon at the fair, doesn't give a shit. He's like, oh, yeah, what sandwiches you got? And the guy's like, oh, you got like rye and tuna. And Rainey's like, Huh, tuna. Huh. and But nothing comes up because she hasn't eaten anything. So it's fine. But that was the closest she got to peeking. Uh, whatever they get, they finally land. Rainy gets out of the plane as fast as she can, just stops herself from like bowing down and kissing the ground. And they are met by this man and woman. One of them was the officer of the day, which I assume is a title. That means something. But in my mind, I immediately went, he is just like the child that was like, I was so good. I get to be classroom officer of the day. And I will not (laughs) believe anything else ever. (laughs) Just so you know. So we're all clear. Uh, and Cisco's just, cha- like, casually chatting with them about the town and like, oh, there's a bar down there? Is there, like, a brothel or anything? Because there's a real business opportunity here. And they're like, yeah, there's a fucking brothel, bro. There's nothing to do here. Um, <laughs> and Cisco fuck. is, there's nothing to do here, but fuck. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Cisco, cool as a fucking cucumber, right up until they're like, up oh, here's your next ride. And it's a goddamn submarine, and then he loses his fucking mind until they get him enough wine to get him drunk and have a British sailor strap him into the like a bed in the sub and that is where we no end that chapter
1: fucking wild mm-hmm, oh no, rainy, yeah, and like the whole time she like thinks about what the hey, sister, look at the skirt over here at that fucking guy. She keeps thinking about what he said about, like, this guy is a professor. He doesn't know how to do his shit. He's going to get you killed. She's like, maybe he's right.
0: Well, she had that thought, but then also she has this other thought that I immediately, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know I've been kind of drawing lines between Rio and Rachel, but Rainy has this moment where she's like, I could be a lifer in the army and like she thinks a second about rainy and like fighting and jumping out of a plane and doing all that shit and she's like you know i'd be kind of interested in trying that again like that did something for me and then she kind of pushes it aside she's like no no i'm like the information person blah 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 but like i loved that i loved that moment hmm so yeah, I got excited about that, and then of course the transatlantic man who was a dick, who she keeps thinking about how <laughs> she's gonna get killed because this guy is not a professional. <laughs> it's really just saying things to say that voice. You have to do that guy in
1: like a D and D game at some point. <laughs> oh, Casey. You gotta that voice. That voice is so good, Casey. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I you gotta. do gotta. I do you gotta. gotta! It's
1: great. You fucking nailed it's it. It's not.
0: It's terrible, but I gotta. You gotta. Okay.
1: Okay. okay it's decided. We did it. We did it. If nothing else comes from this podcast. We have that.
0: We do have that. If if nothing else, but what D and D game? I don't know. Just just one someday. Okay, okay, right after this, right after we wrap this podcast, stop recording, I will send a video to you and to Austin using that voice and say we need a D&D game with it and we will see what comes of it. <laughs> we'll throw it and out into the ether. We're throwing it into the ether and then also 30 years from now, he might listen to this episode and he'll be like, that's where this fucking came from? Really? <laughs> yep. Uh, this is where it came from. Right here, yep. baby. This is the birth yep. of what is sure to be our greatest accomplishment yet. Fuck.
1: Oh, I can't wait to see how Rainy gets herself out of this.
0: And we don't know. Because that's the last Rainy chapter we have. This is a fucking war
1: story with with Nazis and shit. And she's dealing with the fucking mob. Like, how
0: how did how'd we get here? I don't understand any of that like (laughs) how did we get here
1: (laughs) michael grant's like oh it would be too obvious to have her go and kill a nazi immediately like we're gonna do this like fucking mob story side quest situation
0: (laughs) oh my god Uh. you're right he wrote a side quest
1: yeah (laughs) yeah There's probably like someone listening to this who's like, well, actually, the mob was very important to the war effort in the real life, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, yes, you're probably correct. I don't know shit. Just a bird.
0: I feel like if they had been paying attention to the last hour of this podcast, they probably wouldn't be going so hard at us right now. Well, actually, (laughs) it's women's month. We can say whatever we fucking want. Free pass. free pass for an entire month for whatever listen you're living in my world now motherfucker there's no stairs in the desert the mob doesn't belong in the war the moon should be high-fived i will say whatever i please don't do this do we you know what i'll say it i'll say it confidently a c47 is just the military version of the c3 you don't even know i said it and it's women's month <laughs> right this is a hill i'm willing to die on do i know it Femi- no
1: feminism
0: <laughs> feminism yeah feminism here it is represented in action i deserve equal pay to say the bullshit that i say
1: Flemblism.
0: you know what 82 <laughs> percent of nothing is fucking nothing boom <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: no it's existential now oh no <laughs> oh no is this the fucking chapter next yep you ready
0: yeah guys drink your beer while i read this next shit that i wrote and it's glossing (laughs) over quite a lot despite its length that's what she said (laughs) um
1: Uh (laughs) dabs
0: (laughs) sergeant cole calls out there's someone here to see you rio and a moment later, Strand motherfucking Braxton steps into the tent Boo. in his Air Force Boo. uniform. Boo. 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 Um, <laughs> you bring a jacket with a wool collar because he's a fucking dick. And it cool. stands out that it's not, this isn't good for the desert. Why are you wearing a coat, buddy? It's the desert.
1: Yeah. You're I mean, ne- I know it's You're never going to walk th- all those stairs with that fucking jacket,
0: you dick. You idiot. Anyways, uh, his jacket is dumb. And Rio <laughs> is. Ju- <laughs> That's the moral of this story. Rio yeah. is on the floor, her gun and pieces, in pieces and dirty pants, a sweat stained t shirt that barely covers the army issued bra that she's wearing. And uh, she's carefully oiling tiny pieces. It's pretty. Listen, if we're talking about who's wearing a cuter outfit, it is Rio. It's true. It's true. Um. So when he walks in, Rio like sees him, but then her first instinct is to take a look around to see if Jack was nearby before running into his arms and discreetly-ish huh. kissing him.
1: Huh. Interesting. Huh. Huh.
0: Yeah. Rio noted it was slightly more passionate than a brother and sister, but still pretty tame. And I'm like, well, I hate all of this. Thank you for that description. Ew. Hate it. She's real pretty, but she's my cousin. Shut up. Oh God. All of you. <laughs> Oh, n- <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh, she she jaked him. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I hate it. Oh no! <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's it's all right. It's all right. Uh, honestly, <laughs> here's the part with chemistry. Jeannot walks yeah. in and like warmly greets him, like, "Hey, man, you're from back home. How's it going?" Honestly, more chemistry between Jano and Strand than fucking Rio and Strand well yeah 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 i i know (sighs) and then you in what i think is a genius maneuver but like wasn't explained in this chapter mercilessly mocks rio in a way that is in my mind what's happening okay i am reading into the text a lot here this is not on the page Jano is mocking Rio in a way that is showing Strand, this is not the girl that you knew from back home. And this is uh-huh. not the girl that you started dating. Because she just keeps saying really harsh, brutal things. And Rio keeps trying to like deny it and blah, blah. And this culminates in Rio glancing back at her gun and everybody realizing at the same time what's happening and saying, oh, you can't leave with him until you reassemble your weapon. And we're going to time you and rio knowing that like her best time was like four minutes 30 some odd seconds and that if she goes slower everybody's going to give her shit. but also this is going to be a super weird moment for strand to watch her reassemble the gun because he does not know her in this context so they turn it into a huge production they're all timing her she puts her gun back together which she could do blindfolded but she gets it done in like five minutes and 32 seconds and everybody's like oh that's pathetic like i could do so much like it's such a weird moment
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i think Jano knew exactly what she was fucking doing
1: uh, uh, oh my god it ah uh, fuck yep i loved yeah. it yeah I, like fuck you strand
0: fuck you strand You're the worst. (laughs) We're the worst. All right. (sighs) Yeah, he is the worst. Um, So anyways, the gun being reassembled, she kind of like forcibly drags Strand out of there and over to Sergeant Cole to try and get a 24-hour pass. And Strand like pulls a bunch of Cuban cigars out of his pocket and proves that there is no lengths a teenage boy will not go to for sex and then also gets (sighs) alcohol for Sergeant O'Malley. Yup, yup. They Uh. scrounge up a pass faster than any pass has been passed before, and Rio gets into the jeep and heads out. But as she's leaving, she does catch sight of Jack, who like comes onto camera, like really like dirty shovel, no shirt, sweat and dust covering down. Looks pans up, looks into camera, makes eye contact. She's traveling fast, (laughs) gives like a half-hearted wave. Listen, <laughs> I've, I know what this will look like in theaters when they do the motion picture.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, but Rio's like, oh, it's just Jack. Like, it's fine. Just <laughs> Jack. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> yes! I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. okay. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> We have to get through this together. Okay. So they begin to talk about Strand's resourcefulness. And he's like, oh, I've surprised myself at how good I am at this. I've also gotten us some privacy at a hotel. And Rio's like, Ugh. "Ooh, okay. Um, and she's like, let's make a deal. Uh, let's not talk about the war the entire time we're together. And he like kind of half-heartedly shakes her hand and... They get to this hotel, and there's the guy behind the counter that seems, like, really, like, what the fuck? It's this French hotel, by the way, that says, like, allies, welcome. Uh, And the guy behind the counter is kind of like, ugh. They're kids, but, like, whatever. He sends them in. There's champagne and shit, and they drink the champagne so they could be rude not to. And they start, like, kissing, but it's, like, awkward. And then this is interrupted by, like, starts in fits of like oh I'm, I'm gonna close the door i don't care about my reputation and strand's like what about my reputation ha 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 and then they start like talking about home and making out <laughs> and then talking about home and making out and then they're like somehow i think it was rio introduced talking about the war and talking about losing people and uh she's kind of like yeah we lost a few people and strand is basically like just a week ago i lost my tail gunner poke We all mocked him mercilessly mercilessly for being a Native American, but it's still fresh in my mind. And being a man who can't regulate his own emotions, he slaps the wall in frustration because his loss is so great. And uh, Uh Rio's like, hey, cool story, bro. I also have PTSD, but I want to fucking live. So she starts like (laughs) making out with him and like tearing his clothes off. And she's like, I'm never going to go that far. I'll stop myself. And then every barrier she sets up for herself, she just crashes through. And like suddenly he's like naked and Uh then he starts undressing her, but he's all timid and shy and he can't figure out a bra. And so Rio's like, ah, these things are weird anyway. So she just whips it off. And then she's like, ah, some distant part of me should probably be self-conscious over my boyish figure, but nobody gives a shit. And then Rio says, do you have a French letter? Which is slang for a condom. And Strand's like, oh. If you were in the family way, you'd be sent home. And Rio's like, Yeah, that's why I asked for the condom, dummy. And Strand's uh, like, No, you could go home. And Rio's like, Put the fucking condom on and let's go. And so he puts the condom on. God. They have awkward ass teenage sex. And when it's over, Rio finds herself <sighs> laying in bed naked with him, talking about her family and distantly thinking, This is probably not appropriate conversation for right at this moment. Um, and then after a short while they have sex again, it's kind of better, but then Rio's like, am I a woman now? How will I tell you about this? Is this, is this different? Am I different? Has this done something for me? And then she somehow realizes like, there's a line that's been drawn in my life, a before and after that I'll always know this is interrupted because a siren goes off and she's like, is it an air raid? No, but it is insistent. So she goes to the window. And there's an army jeep driving by that's shouting this message over the bullhorn that all military personnel are to return to their posts immediately. And as she gets dressed, she slips the knife into her belt and she feels relieved that she has her knife back. And this is the end of the part that we are reading. We are through part one.
1: Yay! 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 Yay. Oh my god. Yep. Fuck you, strand. Fuck you, strand. You dumb
0: fuck you idiot. Strand.
1: You could have a baby and then go home from the war, cause you're a woman. You should be fighting in the war. I don't know why she's that voice.
0: Like, listen, since it's like the 1940s, it's not like anybody actually loved their babies, anyways. But like, you don't have to have one for <laughs> this.
1: Nobody <laughs> loves their babies. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure there were some people that loved their babies, but for the most part, it was 18-year-olds getting married because people were going off to war and them having a baby, them being raised by a single parent because of the war. It's a whole thing. Read a book, guys. (laughs) Take a look. It's in a book.
1: Like, if we were all just, like, free to choose whether or not we had kids and free to choose whether or not we could not have kids even if we were pregnant with one like maybe we would all be fucking happier but you know I'm not just anyway listen
0: um fuck all of that (laughs) (laughs) listen fuck everything Listen. and when you do wear a French letter which is wild slang by the way I'm gonna google that right now see if that's real that's French letter French letter a condom. Yeah. There it is, right there. It's a condom. What
1: do you expect? Condoms. <laughs> um, why do they call it a French letter? Is it cuz the French are very romantique or something?
0: Uh, sorry,
1: uh, all French people. So sorry. It
0: traces the word der- derivation. Der- derivation, thank you Jesus, to a colonial condom of the British fuck. I did it again. The traces of the word <laughs> derive from a colonel condom of British Royal Guards. This authority notes that the colonel devised the French letter early in the mid-17th century to protect his troops from the French. But why? Okay, let's read more. This is apparently UK slang. <gasps> uh, yeah, they were issued to British soldiers on leave in France during World War I to protect them from the French. What? I assume STDs. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: What? Oh, and we had this conversation about when condoms were invented. I was like, when were condoms invented? You were like the 1800s, I want to say.
0: It was a very long time ago, or yeah. Or some shit. Yeah, I'll look it up for you. But it
1: was like, it was like goat skin or yeah, something. Yeah, sheep skin.
0: That was fun. 1855. Oh, sorry. 1839. And then the first rubber condoms were 1855. That did not take long. What? Rubber? Like, rubber was invented back then? I thought rubber was
1: like... Oh, man. I'm I'm all... When was latex invented?
0: When... Okay. When was latex invented? Uh, 1839. By Goodyear... What? What?
1: Holy shit! Wow, I thought the 1800s were all, like, steampunk and shit. They were. They wow. were fucking. Fuck.
0: They were fucking. Steampunk people, fuck, okay? It's the coolest look at the Ren Fair everybody knows. Look at all the fucking bustles and corsets and shit. Here, this'll blow your fucking mind. Rubber was first identified and collected in Central and South America in 1600 BCE. No no. Used them no. for primitive rubber balls for primitive bouncing games. Holy shit. Rubber balls have I, been around what? since 1600 BCE. The fuck? The fu- how? How?
1: how? 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 I don't know shit about anything then, I guess. Ah. I'm so glad I went to school for 18 22 years. And learn nothing. Fucking nothing.
0: Good day. Apparently the first condoms were basically like made out of the same shit that inner tubes for bike tires is made out of. So they were extremely cumbersome because they were very thick. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, brief no! brief history of the condom. Oh, my God, Casey. Okay, we're reading all of this. We have time. Okay, so let's talk about it. 1100 B.C. A series of cave paintings in France depict something, most likely some kind of animal skin or intestines, that resembled a condom. So the French have been fucking with these sheepskin condoms that we talked about. 1100 B.C. Uh 1000 B.C. Um, sorry, eleven thousand BC. Let's just do this right. Eleven thousand BC. Hey, One thousand. Hang BC. on, hang on, yeah, hang yeah. on, hang yeah. on. Yeah. Did they know that semen was the necessary
1: ingredient for making the babies? So they yeah, figured they were that, that out. out. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, we gotta block the semens from getting to the iggies,
0: I, so, so that the baby don't happen. We can fuck in glorious joy." so this is going to be wild because I'm going to say some fuck? shit that's probably wrong so because I feel like people at that point we had already started the domestication of animals and breeding of animals for different things so uh-huh. like yeah people uh-huh. were pretty well versed in like how the babies were made it's only the weird religious <sighs> shit that made people not know that uh, it always comes back to that doesn't it yeah but there's okay there's so much cool shit we have to talk about this tell okay, okay. continue, please. I, I'm gonna. You can't stop me now. I'm a loose cannon cop on the edge. <laughs> 1000 BC, ancient Egypt. The covering of choice was likely linen, but it was used to prevent something other than STDs and unwanted pregnancy. Insect bites during intercourse. At this point, the Romans and the Greeks, also using condoms, favored animal bladders. And over in Japan, leather and tortoise shells were used to protect a, a dig. Uh, in China, it was oil silk paper, which is the oil part. kind of genius. Okay. 1400s. Uh, Japanese are still using tortoise shells, but they had also added animal horns to the toolkit. All right. Huh? Yeah. That's just what it says. It's a brief history, so I can't get into it. Uh, literally, uh-huh. that's what the article says, a brief history. I am limited by their knowledge. Uh, 1500s. <laughs> Um, that's when the concept of condoms was published at first. Anatomist Gabrielle Feliopo, Fellopio. Oh, maybe. Oh, the Fallopian guy. Oh, the Fallopio. Referred oh. to the use of chemical soaked linen tied around the shaft with a ribbon to help prevent the spread of syphilis. Cute. Cute. Uh, 1800s. This is when, in 1839, inventor Charles Goodyear, who I can only imagine is of the Goodyear Tire Company, don't know that for a fact, gonna say it, he discovered rubber (laughs) vulcanization, the technology of which led to the creation of the first rubber condoms in 1855. But this was the bicycle tube thing that I told you earlier. Um, And then in Uh the 1900s, the invention of latex in the 1920s revolutionized the condom industry by enabling them to be mass-produced, and the first lubricated condom was produced in 1957. There you have it. a brief history of okay condoms. well, shit
1: and also fuck yep, wow, both those I just
0: I just assumed that everybody just barebacked it for a long time. <laughs> See, I knew they didn't, but I didn't quite realize that it was eleven thousand BC that people started using con like that's insane. that's so early, yeah, yeah
1: yeah wow like how like how did they
0: figure that out how well like you grow up watching like like you know like if you're going out to your domesticated animals you have your pigs fucking you know how pigs make more pigs uh i'm sorry i'm just
1: my whole brain exploded because like you know science yep science science yeah science man
0: all right i have to figure out if this goodyear guy let's let's actually figure this out charles goodyear there's no way he's not of the goodyear tires company right
1: i mean yeah there's very small chance that he's not
0: goodyear tire and rubber company is named after him yep we did it we did it. We did do it. But we also confirmed it instead of just what our normal MO is, which is just saying it and then committing to it. Uh,
1: how, how, how do you go from from I make car tires to I make of condams?
0: Well, he he discovered the vulcanization process, which was stabilizing and using, improving the effectiveness of rubber after heating and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. He also is tied to Hancock tires. Okay can't talk about this right now. This is a tires thing that's, like, a thing that I'm interested in, but nobody else is. Uh, sure. Yeah, so he sure. basically <laughs> just figured out how to treat the rubber so that it could be used for that. I don't know that he necessarily was, oh. like, car tires and condoms. Although, then again, didn't we just read that? Yeah. Yeah, no, he just did the technology. So he wasn't specifically himself welding condoms.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, the vulcanization. Yeah, because, like, cars weren't invented until... Later, yeah, people were still using horse car cart buggy carts.
0: I'm pretty sure cars. Oh God, I'm gonna say 1920, but let's go ahead and look at when were cars invented.
1: When were the cars invented? 1920,
0: 1886. I'm an idiot. 1886. Okay, uh, I'm probably thinking of Ford. Yep, I was thinking of Ford because I was thinking of the Ford Museum. That was the 1920s. He made cars widely available, but cars were invented in 1886. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: all right, all right, all right, all right. okay. Wow. Well, shit, history with Casey and Alex looking stuff up on the yeah. web.
0: But big, big, big asterisk. We actually looked it up this time. <laughs> we did live, live on the podcast. Live on the podcast. We
1: actually did the research this time. <laughs> it, it's 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 a feeling. It's a feeling that you have. I feel so powerful wow. right
0: now. Do you feel... Do you feel knowledged? Acknowledged? acknowledged? I, f- I feel knowledge for sure. Like, honestly, if this is the, the high that everybody that corrects us is chasing all the time, I kind of get it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. It's not quite as fun as just saying whatever comes in your mind and then wholeheartedly believing it, but it is still a cool feeling. I wonder if
1: they've unearthed ancient condoms in archaeological
0: yeah jeff jeff how many condoms have you unburied (laughs) in the woods (laughs) in the woods
1: so okay that's a
0: dangerous question to ask because so many is the answer
1: i i mean i find a condom just like on on the sidewalk like anywhere,
0: <laughs> right, right. They're all over. How many condoms have you had to catalog as, like, archaeological Ancient. evidence? Yeah. So yeah. fifty years yeah. old. How many fifty-year-old? Yeah. That's so. Oh gross. no.
1: Oh no. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry you we went down this route. Oh man. So, anyways, um, French letters a condom.
1: There we go, and we've done one part of this book.
0: Yeah, a whole third-ish.
1: Yeah, quarter, third, third quarter. Um
0: yeah, cuz it's a very short third, so maybe a quarter. It's it's a little short.
1: The the other the other ones will oh. be a little
0: longer. Hang on. Oh my god. I what? don't know why I'm in a sciencey mood, but I read this particular book digitally because that's how I first found it. So, in the momento, oh. por favor, and I will tell you exactly how much of this book we've read. <laughs> like Thirty percent. Peel off the sticker. Thirty percent. Thirty percent of this book. Okay, I do have to say I very much loved that throughout all of this. Rio did, as much as she might not have been prepared for it, and it is tinged with like PTSD and just like. A whole bunch of other things so she maybe like made a snap decision i'm so glad that she led the charge on all of that
1: yeah yep
0: Mhm. oh there's and another part i didn't even have in my notes that i was so excited about oh tell me so at one point when they're talking strand pulls out a newspaper article and there's just a picture of Rio <gasps> with a fucking six shooter like, shooting at somebody, and, like, she's embarrassed to tell the story about this because she fucking, like, went in and, like, slid down on a rope, took a reporter six-shooter, fought off some enemies, and then gave the gun back. And, like, this was a story that's not even fucking mentioned in this book and that she's embarrassed by? Dude. Right? Dude. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, like, holy shit. So so it's interesting. So, so, you know how, like, when she and Strand reunited on the boat and Uh they started to tell the story about why his call name was Fish. Yeah. And then they kind of trailed off because they were kind of embarrassed about it. And, like, Strand was kind of embarrassed about how his buddies were acting. Mm hmm. But, like, clear, we were like, oh, like, you know, he acts one way around his buddies and he acts a different way around Rio. Like, it's kind of going the other way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, where, where Rio is, like, herself around everyone. And maybe not herself truly, but, like, much more of herself around her, her squad mates. And then when Strand is around, she's trying to be something else but she's gonna probably realize slowly that, like, she can't be that because that's not her. That's not true to herself. And then there's gonna be conflict because of it because Strand wants her to be the girl he knew back home, but she can't be that anymore because she's ruined by war. And because it's not her anyway.
0: It's totally not her. Like, I don't even think it's, like, she's ruined by war. Like, yes, she will have a lot of like mental issues that could use therapy because of war but it's more like she finally became like uh, some sort of like badass way where she's empowered and blah 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 and then as soon as strands around she tries to backpedal and be like no i'm just that girl that you knew back home and like it's so fucking that's why i was like you you know what the fuck is up Because she's like, Mm -hmm. what is this show that you're putting on? Why are you acting like this? You are not like this. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And if Strand really cared about you, he would accept this new you.
0: Right. But he doesn't. So, like, why bother hiding it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Strand's hiding it. Like, I love the parallels between the two. Yes, I totally agree with you. But I also feel like Strand's hiding it was more like his, like, oh, boys will be boys kind of stories than anything Mm -hmm. else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What I'm interested to explore more is that every time Rio does something that makes Jack look at her weird. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what's going on with that. I want to know how Jack feels about all of this. I mean, I don't really want to know. I don't care what Jack thinks. But
0: See, you're <laughs> also, saying that, but like, now you're getting on board with the Jack thing. <laughs> Well, I I don't know if I'm getting up for. I'm just I'm just I want to see the
1: comparison between him and Strand. Like we haven't yeah. checked in with Jack in a really long time and I want to know what's going on in his head.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Like rare. why is
1: why is he troubled by Rio shooting a bunch of dudes? Yeah. Like, yeah, know? that's yeah.
0: All right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I get I get like I'm on board. I was uh yeah. I liked it because I liked it from the perspective of of Jack knows who she is. So I'm interested to hear yeah. like what Jack thinks of that scenario, but yeah, absolutely, you're right. He still doesn't quite treat her like who she is. Like he still shames her for having done her duties correctly, which is wild. Yeah. I okay here's the
1: other thing at at this point that I feel like Jack was built up to be this like really significant character but I don't know anything about him like he's he has British. not what played do you
0: need to know?
1: yeah he's British he's got red hair and he is sad a lot i don't like I, like we don't know anything about him and like we yeah. haven't really seen him interact with rio apart from the drunken makeout on the boat like yeah. i want more jack because like at this point i'm like are you gonna actually like have rio and jack interact and build a relationship or are you just gonna mm-hmm. tell us that rio thinks jack is hot like over and over and over again, because we get it.
0: You know, okay, that's a great point, because, like, we just met Helev and we know a, a, like, decent amount about him. We like him. He's a fully fleshed character. So I'm wondering yeah. if Strand and Jack aren't just a thing where Rio is going to be doing that thing where she distracts herself between the boys and plays it up like that's her biggest problem, when actually she's yeah. not going to end up with, like, either of them. She's going to realize that, fuck that, I am who I am, I am my own person, I don't need this shit, and go off on her own. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, if, if they're gonna be more, like, true love interests than characters. Mm. Yes. Which, like, I don't necessarily... I don't know. I mean, I would prefer if everybody was a fully fleshed character, honestly. But Right, right.
0: But I also... But Because it's women in war, don't necessarily mind some of the men taking a backseat. Right. Like, think of how many things
1: we've watched or read uh, where the man was the protagonist and the woman was just the love interest or the prize. Yeah. Like, you know, I, again, I would love everybody to be a fully fresh, fleshed human being, but also. also like, not. I guess, yeah, make can be a love interest every once in a while, I
0: guess. <laughs> Why not? Forward. Um. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I kind okay. Now you've kind of flipped a perspective <laughs> for me. I kind of fucking love now that Rio just used Strand for his body and threw him away the second she had to go back to her war duties. Oh.
1: Now I'm kind of very no. much on
0: board with this. Oh
1: no. Like not
0: from a like not from a human relationship perspective. But from the perspective of flipping the script between, like, the men men's role and women's role in general media, I kind of like that oh. now. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's super interesting. That's a, I like that point a lot. That's a great point, Casey.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shit. Huh. I love Halev, though. I He's
0: so is, adorable. He's so cute.
1: Like, Rainey would not be down for anybody who wasn't, like, totally cool with her
0: mm-hmm. and what
1: she did. Because, like, clearly her job is, like, number one, and it's always going to be that way. So anybody who was not in any way okay with that is, like, she she won't waste their fucking time on them.
0: Oh, not only that, but, like, the power dynamic in that relationship and him not trying to be, like, the guy. Like, they mock it, right? Like, oh, I'm yeah. walking you home, and she's, like, okay, buddy and he's just like i know but i just want to spend time with you like i love the oh, vulnerability. i love the flipping the script so i love it it's adorable i just
1: i just want to spend more time with you that's so cute mm-hmm.
0: and the whole like I know, can I, I can i kiss you next time i was hoping for that this time but there's mobsters so next time oh yeah i love how he just like he asked mm-hmm. he <laughs> like, did ask yeah
1: he did fucking ask instead of being like, "Oh, I bribed the guy to get us a free pass to get us a hotel room and the insinuation insinuation, it's like, yeah, mm,
0: you can just fucking ask like yeah, yep. Uh, and that he was gonna pull his hand away, and Rainey was one that was like, "No, dude, no,
1: oh oh no, oh, oh man,
0: fuck." <laughs> <sighs> I hope we don't skip over dying. the submarine ride. I kind of want. I want. I want a scene in the submarine. I want to be in a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go in the submarine, Daddy. I want to go, Daddy. Show me the submarine, Daddy.
1: I want to go in the boat. Want
0: Let see me in, Daddy. The, the subboats,
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look in the periscope. <laughs>
0: I I, I want a pony, daddy. (laughs) Jesus.
1: Veruca Salt is here.
0: Yes. I have become Veruca Salt (laughs) over the course of this podcast. What else? What else? I don't know. I'm just super excited for the next part. Like, I'm so excited to see where this goes. I am too. Also, now that we've, like,
1: gotten, like, a pretty decent chunk into this whole thing, Mm -hmm. I love how... I love how much of, like, a vignette series it is. Yes. Like, normally I don't... Like, I don't feel like that works for every book, but I definitely think it works for these books. It's like, here are a few poignant scenes that are relevant for character development and are relevant to the scenery... And the time period and the history that we're trying to to show you. Like, I think it just, it works really well.
0: It's, it super does. And like, not only that, but I loved the introduction of the very clear, so much happens while you, the reader, are not here. Like, just because Mm -hmm. you go away to follow somebody else doesn't mean any character's story stops. Yeah. So cool. So fucking cool. Yeah. I, lo- I agree. I love that for this series. Yeah. Because
1: I was like, you know, when we first started, I'm like, okay, this is a big, thick book. But if we're following three different people and the war was so big and so long, like, how are we going to get all of that? But I think the way that Michael Grant handled it was really successful.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yup. Yuppers. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeehaw, motherfuckers! Well, shit. Uh, anything else? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Real okay. excited. I'm super excited for the next part. I can't like, I can't wait because then we're gonna be halfway through this entire series, which is mind blowing. Oh my god! I know. It feels like we just started, which is wild because these books are so thick and we are taking it so slow. Like it feels mm-hmm. wild. But I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm really. <sighs> All right. Should, should, we, should we tell people things?
1: I, let, let's tell them more things. We told them a lot about condoms, but now we can tell them about other things like us.
0: Great point. If you want to talk to me about the history of condoms, it's anonymousanimorphs <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> And if you want to also continue to talk to me about that same subject matter, we have Facebook pages like Animorphs Anonymous or a super secret, super awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites, which has been popping off recently. Thank you all. You guys are amazing. Um, we also have a Twitter at Animorphs Anon and an Instagram, uh, Animorphs Anonymous. And then we also have all of our Apple Grant Book Club socials. So like a Facebook page is Apple Grant Book Club Um what is our Twitter? Apple Grant Cast. Apple Grant Cast for Apple Grant Cast. Twitter, and Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. So you yeah. can hit us up on on all of those things and we will talk to you about this or Animorphs or whatever else you want.
1: Yeah. And if you want to talk to us uh, slightly more instantaneously, um, we have a Discord server where you can talk to us. You can talk to Jeff. And Dan and everybody else that we mentioned, Tony, everyone's mm-hmm. there, and we all talk about whatever. Um, I don't think we usually talk about condoms, but
0: I feel we like talk it about, must have
1: come up at some point. I mean, probably. probably. Um We we talk about pretty much everything, and we got a bunch of different channels, so many fucking channels for every need mm-hmm. you could ever have.
0: Um mm-hmm.
1: and it's it's just a super chill time. Everyone's really cool and lovely. And if you want to join in the fun, you can hit us up on any of our socials. We'll get you the link.
0: And you can come play with us. Hell yeah. Do it. But do it. if you don't want to do it, instead you're like, I would rather read with myself. I am sick of hearing you two talk. Where, Casey, can I find something for that? <laughs> well... Wow. If you
1: don't want to hear Casey talk, but you want to read things that Casey has written and seen Casey things that have been drawn by Casey, um, <laughs> Casey has a web comic that she makes and draws. It is called Beside You. You can go read that for fucking free at B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U-Comic.com or on Tapas and Webtoons. Um, if you are like, this is so fucking cool, I want to support Casey in a emotional spiritual financial way you can go to patreon.com kcd studios and you can like get early access pages and get work in progress pages and like anything else that i post that is beside you adjacent and sometimes not beside you adjacent i just i basically live on patreon so if you want to see what i'm fucking up to you could go over there
0: and see what's up before I tell our dear listeners the cost of Dan and my Slatercast podcast, which is the podcast about <laughs> beside you, specifically Slater, and we charge for it four twenty dollars 20 a month. Nice, nice, nice. Would you also tell <laughs> nice, nice. the people where they can watch you draw live? Oh, well,
1: shit. Um, occasionally, I sometimes stream on twitch.tv slash KCD studios. Sometimes I'm trying to do like once a week and I was supposed to do it today, but I forgot. So sometimes I'm over there. You can, you can click the follow. And if I'm streaming, you'll get an email notification that says I'm streaming and you can come watch me draw. Ah, weird.
0: Anyway, that's the thing. It's awesome. It's awesome. I loved it. I watched a stream and it was amazing, but
1: enough about me. I want to hear more about you, and I want to hear you talk forever on everywhere that could ever be.
0: Fantastic, because I can make that happen for you. I am on podcast. Uh, I am brow, on... Brow. <laughs> brow, 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 brow. I have... Let's talk about Horse Girls first. I'm on a podcast called Horse Girls, and it's a podcast where we take him, the real ultimate horse girl, and turn him into the real ultimate horse girl. It's kind of like a, it's a, an Ourobor- Ouroboros, yeah, it. yeah, you get it. <laughs> a horse-a-boros? Um, a a horse a obviously, hor hor boros dear God. Yep, this oh, is pretty no. much how it goes, there you go, there it is, there's the taste of horse girls right there. Um, no, we read a series called, right now it's Heartland, we're going to transition soon into the Saddle Club, maybe by the time this comes out. Uh, and we read it we talk about why literature but that is really just a front to let us talk about whatever we want and both tim and jenna are animorphs people so we often will skip into talking about animorphs in some way or another so horse girls check it out we have uh all sorts of wild shit over there um but (laughs) if you're like listen i'm not here for animorphs adjacent i want animorphs pure Well, this is semi-pure. I'm on a podcast slash Twitch stream called Dungeons and Drakenbeams, Beams, which is a D&D live play alternate alternate universe Animorphs game that is where I play Savannah, who is the best character of all time. I'm not at all biased. It is just a fact. And I play with some of the most fun people I know, who will tell you Savannah's not the best character, but they're also liars. Just because they're fun doesn't mean they tell the truth. <laughs> so keep that in mind, Korea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you can check that out at twitch.tv slash CZDrop or just look up Dungeons and & Dracon and Beams in your podcatchers and you can find it there. And those are some things that I do. All right. What? What do we do now? We thank Jess. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> thanks yes for our music
1: i thought you said jeff and i'm like why are we thinking Je- i mean thanks jeff yeah.
0: thanks for being our friend thanks buddy yeah thank thanks you for, for being a friend thanks for agreeing to this. take me out for waffles after all the disparaging things i said today see casey i'm doing this thing where he didn't agree to it but if i say it then he feels obligated <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Anyway, thank you to
1: Jess with two S's for our awesome theme music.
0: Yeah, she's at It's Rees on Twitter. So check her out. Cool. I shall. Fine. Uh, I will too. God. Good. Whatever. Good. Fuck.
1: Yeah, like for sure. Totally. (laughs) Fuck you. For sure. Like totally. (laughs) We need to watch that again. Oh my God, we do. Okay, next watch party. Yes. Valley All right, Girl. Bye, everyone. The We're going to go version. watch Valley
0: Girl. We're going to go watch Valley Girl. So, like, fuck you for sure. Like, totally. Bye.